that's big and that's as big as anything and he was like what are you talking about and I can it's just that line at the end was mm. Munster are here to win championships not beat Leinster yeah. as if like created it was brilliant for us to beat Leinster but like that's not your final like a final like winning against the Stormers like that Leinster match no one's forgotten about because mm. it's much bigger to, to win in mm. Cape Town or to win a first title in 12 years Joe presents House of Rugby together with Bank of Ireland proud supporter of the four Irish provinces Hello and you're very welcome along to House of Rugby. It's a great day. We're together here with Bank of Ireland. And I think we should start off with a sing song, Jason. <laughs> Stand up and fight until you hear the bell. Stand no to do. Trey blow for Keep fighting the you make your punches down. <laughs> Come on, monster! <laughs> Okay, oh, sorry, I was being this fella. Sorry for the loud noise to start off the pod, but um, if you're not watching on YouTube, we're all decked out in our Munster gear, even Lindsay and Mr. Pat is in as well in his Munster gear. Mr. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> was there, was there, was there, was there a match on the weekend? There was a, plen- there was a couple of matches Premiership on. Premiership final, yeah. Saracens won, didn't they? Yeah, that was a good game, wasn't it? And the <laughs> Barbarians as <laughs> well. <laughs> all right, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> So before we delve into the beauty that happened on the weekend, Jason, Mm. me and you were still smiling. Do you have anything to say, Lindsay and Pat? Do you want to apologise to Monster? No, I'd just like to thank our sponsors, Bank of Orange. That's why I'm wearing this jersey. Um, Look, lads. uh, Well, to bring you back to two episodes ago. No, don't bother your backside. Monster have fought the good fight, and you said it's their Yeah, because I'm a Leinster woman through and through. Just because I'm sitting here in a Monster jersey, don't you? I think you should publicly apologise. They're all listening. Graham Roundtree and the boys. I'm going to publicly be apologising for me being. The, the charm and wit of this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Listen, don't you start flirting with me again. Um, look, congratulations. It's it's hard sitting here in a Munster jersey, but do you know what? These were unbelievable at the end of the season. And it was a nice mixture and your boys have matured. And look, take your take your plaudits because you deserve it. Congratulations. Where are those words I am looking for? Congratulations, Monster Rugby. She means it. Hello, she means it. And you look fab in the jersey, by the way. Well, thank you very much. Jason brought me a blue one to at least yeah. help me. Yeah. <laughs> I did blue. wear black trousers because I thought yeah. I was wearing red. <laughs> so. yeah. we, didn't want to, we didn't want to rub it in too much and put it on red. Like. Yeah, no, you're what, very kind. What about Jason having about 17 Monster jerseys with? <laughs> he didn't do his homework. He was going through his wardrobe. No, he I don't like that one. Yeah, I'm wearing actually classic all six, probably one of the best jerseys. Sorry, Bank of Ireland. No, I haven't got the Bank of Ireland one. This, but like, come on, this is the this is the Holy Grail. This is the all six. That is this a... is where it all began, and this is where it's all going to start again after the weekend. I love now, that. Now there is a smell of nostalgia in this room. I think it's from the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> what, I was saying, what I want to say is just like yeah, like there we go, like 2006 jersey. And I was even speaking about being in Auckland and being up at like 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. in the morning over there when mm. Munster beat, you know, won their first ever European Cup, and and like just kind of. What a journey that was. And, and I was saying, sometimes if, if people thought we were critical of Munster over the, the last 12 years, it's not just the last year or two, it's that we're kind of, like a little bit of that is born on frustration. Like you want Munster to be a big team and you want them to be, and so often it looked like they were just coming close and failing as well. Like So just delighted to have them back. Yeah. And maybe a bit of a real rivalry going on over the next few seasons. And uh, it's just, it's good to have, a play thing back again for, for Leinster because it was just it was just too easy for us for yeah. so long like. it was too easy can you believe Munster have won more trophies in the last two seasons than Leinster and yet we've only lost I can lost believe it because I never 
Stop oh, believing. Here we go. Never I always said it. Never stop believing. Never stop believing. Greg, <laughs> Never stopped believing. No matter how low they got in that league table. What did I say, Jason? Uh, you said it day one. There's something left in Munster. Oh, I in believe. the same space, you said, you have more Munster jersey in so long. When's the last time you wore a Munster That's jersey now, I boy? have a bitterness that they dropped me. Yeah, it is. Show exclusive. Before we move on, can we just mention quickly that I uh, stole your Mystic hat off you? For you, if you, if yes. you want to listen back and or watch back, what did I say? You said Munster by five, five points. Monster by five. Ridiculous. I predict these things. What's going on in this room, lads? We're I mean? just predicting exact you know, scores. Right, send me, like, come on, lads. What do you, do you got, like, who's going to win the World Cup? Can you predict it? <laughs> who's going to win? Give us something. Got to give us something. France. France. <laughs> oh, get out. <laughs> get out. We'll talk about the World Cup after um, we talk about the Munster win. Oh. Because Ireland's 45-man World Cup squad is getting named tomorrow. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we could probably name about 35, 40. And then yeah. it's the last couple of guys. Yeah. I think a few Munster lads might have put up their hands. They have to. For like. sure, for sure. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. We get onto that when we got to the yeah. match. But there's a load of guys there that probably weren't in that conversation four weeks ago. And someone who has been in that conversation is Mike Haley again after the weekend. But yes. We'll, we'll has, continue. Has Ben Healy, has he been capped by Scotland? He has been capped by Scotland. Oh, oh, he came back. off the, the bench back. in the final game against Italy, I believe. He yeah, he's capped. He's played. Yeah, yeah. lost him. So, ain't happening. So, for anyone that was living under a rock at the weekend, Munster beat Stormers in the final of the URC, 19-14, down in Cape Town, in a packed-out Cape Town stadium. Oh, yeah. But that didn't stop Munster because they're the home records. <laughs> and I actually saw Tommy O'Donnell. Do you remember Tommy O'Donnell? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Epic back row for uh, Ireland and Munster. He's back in club, He's got some role. He coaches. I think he's, he's under 20, so was he? Yeah. At some level, yeah. Such Tom a nice Tierney. guy. He had to retire because he dislocated his hip. Yeah, How ridiculous yeah. is that? Anyway, he posted on his Instagram saying, this team are battle-hardened. Yeah. And I thought that was the perfect way to yeah. put it. We were chatting beforehand that they went, the last time they played at home was the 25th of March against Glasgow and they lost 38-26 in round 16 of the URC. Yeah. Like, what do we know? End of May. Mm. They haven't been at home in ages. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? We, we said that weeks ago about those away games and you know that when you're playing sport, when you go off on a trip, nothing bonds a team better than when you go off on a trip, have a few beers together, a few lunches together, a few activities. So they've had this, like, when their season was at an all-time low, they're like, okay, we got to buckle up, we're going off on a trip together. We said it before they went to South Africa and goes, maybe this is the best thing that could happen to them. Mm. And it has been. Yeah. Because they said they're battled, not only the background, but they've also, like, you, you trust that person on your inside and outside shoulder even more, and you know more about them because a lot of new guys went to the team, old guys mixing together, and it's resulted in a first trophy in 12 years. Oh, yeah. Can you believe it? Keith Earls and Conor Murray were in that squad back in 2011. See the photos going around? They're only little babbies, like. They're only out of They're only out of school, like. Yeah. And they were all, uh, they really like it made a thing of Keith Earls winning it, didn't they? Did you see yeah. that photo? I thought that was lovely. And I thought Graham Roundtree alluded to that in, in his post-match, just said how important it was, but also how battle-hardened they were how they've come through. Pio Mahoney, the same in that same interview, said that the two weeks originally in South Africa, you know, when they got the draw, they needed to, to keep their hopes alive of getting through, that that two weeks really stood to them. And they've just been on a trajectory of, uh, like, just this upward trajectory since then. So I think it's lovely to see. Dennis Leamy as well, in, in some of his interviews, <clears throat> said that the expectation of Munster, and I think that's, mm. you know, going to back up your frustration about Munster. There is an expectation for a province and a club who have let's be honest, being the history makers and standard bearers of Irish rugby since mm. professionalism in 95. So hats off to his ads. Yeah. We, you know, we were obviously supportive and it's lovely to see his back, but it's obviously lovely to see 
the youth with the experience. It's lovely to see Keith Earls, who we thought whose career was over, yeah. who has immersed... King of Limerick. King of Limerick. His <laughs> DNA, Limerick. his kids, his wife, they've been through some battle as, as yeah. like Pio Manny put up his kids, like jumping on his wife to, to telly. That's what it means because families go through every single emotion mm. with them yeah. as do the players, you know, when they see the highs, they see the lows. As he said himself, you bring home the bad <laughs> form when you lose, you know, and they do. And I just thought it was lovely. And Conor Murray, the same thing. It's lovely to see him when his box kicks back, he controlled the game, he sped it up to the to the pace they needed to move the Stormers around mm. from sideline to sideline. And I just think it's lovely to see him back at his best, to be honest. You probably owe him an apology as well, do you? Yeah. No, Down I'm not going to give any apology. <laughs> I I tell you on, what, that, on that, Lindsay, like, there was something in the air. I said it to you on the week, I put that clip in, so there was like, the presser on, what day was it? What day was the presser? Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. With, uh, oh, with, with John yeah. And there was a question put to him. It was kind of, why, why the reporter wasn't trying to put him down, but it was kind of phrased poorly that, you know, even if you lose now, at least you beat Leinster in the semi-final. Like, and, you know, that's big. And that's as big as anything. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I can, it's just that line at the end was, mm. Munster are here to win championships, not beat Leinster. Yeah. As if, like, great, it was brilliant for us to beat Leinster. But, like, that's not your final. Like, a final, like, winning against the Stormers, like, that Leinster match no one's forgotten about. Because mm. it's much bigger to, to win in mm. Cape Town, or for, to win a first title in 12 years. Like, the Leinster win was just a stepping stone along the yeah. way. Like, I mean, if, if, look at Leinster, did they look back on their big semi-final win against Toulouse? Was that huge? No, it wasn't, because they lost the final. No. And even if they won the final, they still would have forgot about that mm. Toulouse match. Mm. And that's the way it works. I think you have multiple monkeys off your back. Yeah. I will apologise. Well, I won't <laughs> apologise to Conor Murray because I think as a player, I've said to you, it's lovely to see and it, it reignites that passion inside you when someone's clipping at your heels. And a lovely moment actually in that match was Craig Casey sprawled out like a starfish and who comes over to him on a Conor Murray. Murray? And they're yeah. the lovely battles that reignite the player that we've seen. And Graham Rancher said the same thing. He said he didn't pick him in January in the Champions Cup matches. What? And here is Conor Murray back at his best just before a World Cup. So... Um, I'm saying these things as a player and an analyst. I've been there. You know, it's you know sometimes you need that. You know, sit in the bench and have a have a think about yourself and yeah. see what you want to react. And I think he's reacted as the consummate professional that he is. That yeah. first half an hour was prime Murray. Like that was mm. Murray at his best. And I remember I counted the first five box hits he put up. We won every single one of them back. His passing was just zipping it out. Left, yeah. right, bang. I was like, this is the Conor Murray that. When he was the best nine in the world, that was him for that first forty minutes. I was like, "Wow, this is something. There's something in the air here." Like, even though we should have went in winning by more at half time, and you the doubts start to set in, and then that intercept try, and you're like, "No, no, 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 this is going to come off at some stage." The way they're playing, even seventy minutes gone, you're like, "No, there's a score in him." I don't know. Like, did you feel that I, way? I mean, I, I was saying, I was listening to. Um, uh, I had it like on the laptop on Premier Sport and then I had TG uh, Carr yes. um, I was watching so Marcus Horan they kept cutting to him and he kept talking about Manny Libok and he was like just keep in the fight just keep hanging on in there this guy's got a mistake in him this yeah. guy's got a mistake in him and uh, and Libok was class uh, in the semi-final he was class again mm -hmm. and then one mistake and he botched it up and I was like yeah Munster's thing was just stay in the fight stay in there and, and you just have a chance and and I, I thought Gav Coombs was like didn't have one of his like you know it's not he didn't have a poor game but like some big moments went against him as well mm. but then he comes up big at the end and uh, and brilliant as well like but yeah they I, I suppose the big hope uh, as you guys as Munster fans might have been that Roland Mall all of a sudden because like you'd expect to go to Cape Town and mm. kind of like their, their brute force might kind of push you guys back even Joseph Dweeba was kind of saying in that video we're gonna F them up yeah. like you know like that would have been their big thing 
But for you guys to bully them at the Roland Mall, then you're 100%. like, here we go, we're in this now. The big thing we said last week as well is like they're not your traditional kind of South African team in terms of they don't rely massively heavily on their forwards, but their backs are electric. What did Munster do in that first half? She sure. took them in the backs. The backs, I haven't seen Munster play that attack and play, like inside, outside, Buffaloes, and the speed of everything. I was like, what am I watching? I couldn't keep up with the screens. Like, what am I watching? Mm. Is it the Guinness or what is it like? Because this looks <laughs> unbelievable, what I'm seeing in front yeah. of me. This is not Munster playing. And it was just phenomenal. And like, that's that's how you shut down the Stormers. And then you, you beat them in the mall on top of that. And it's like, hey, this, this title's coming home. Like, We said that in the semi-final when we kind of said well what way did Munster need to play for Leinster you were saying the Munster way we were saying we had to match them you just had to match them we I'm not saying we did you yes Irish people Irish people had to match them playing some rugby and I think that's also lended to the evolution of Munster rugby that they're really like we said before this final set P was going to be key and it absolutely was they matched them in scrum they won all their line outs they won like they challenged them at the breakdown and then they were able to like, like Crowley looked like he had all the time yeah. in the world to like let that runner and then hit the second line of attack. Calvin Nash was back to his best. Mm. Shane Daly was cool as a cucumber as he um, as he watched Runel come come create that gap and back inside of John Hanlon for the thing. So like fourteen out of fifteen Munster players touched that ball mm. in the last three minutes of that game for that try, and I was like. If anything, I thought you were going to lose on just pure fatigue because you had given everything and you just stuck in the fight. It was just brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah, it's, it's stunning. Like to see the the balance throughout the team, like the, the four pack as you mentioned, like the mall they got on top yeah. of a South African pack. Like I know you said they they don't rely on their strength, it's but still it's a big, still a it's South still African a very pack. Strong pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and then to have the the flow of the backline, they were getting so much purchase out pulling it out the back. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe the Stormers were so all over the place they couldn't mm. deal with it like and it was just relentless pressure and I, at least four or five times I was like this game is so fast and like you Lindsay I was like I don't know if these monster lads can yeah. stay up at this pace because the South African guys are used to playing at that yeah. pace mm. but they were totally fine they just kept going and they had the heart I think you could see they were goose but they just kept going and kept going and the patience paid off in the end and John Hodden at then is at the corner and did you see his post-match interview oh, yes. <laughs> Drop, <laughs> dropped an F on and oh, Manny there like just straight straight away. <laughs> yeah yeah F and Goodwin Who's doing media training with them? Because <laughs> no. yeah. you know what's a big thing as well? Just as you mentioned earlier, like whether or not they keep up with them. I remember like being in the Jolly Old pub talk inside the Jacks at half time. Yeah. And we're talking away, I was kind of like, geez, I don't know if we keep up the second half. And I was like, hold on a minute. Look at our bench. Mm. For the first time ever, I was like, well, I'm at you with that. Thought, okay, it's going to bring on a World Cup winner, RG Snyman. Mm. You've got Casey on the bench. You've got Ben Healy on the bench. You've got Keith Earls on the bench. I'm like, we've got a hell of a bench. And all of them came on. And played a pivotal role. Yeah. Even if you look at like Earls, Earls didn't play much of that game, right? But if you look towards the end, you look from the, the build up into that 75 minute, the 75th minute try that was to win it. Mm. They're coming across yeah. the right hand side and they kind of, uh, same again, they're trying to move things quick, trying to show an offload. Kind of an offload goes astray, Earls regathers it, goes into contact, doesn't get held, gets that extra couple of yards. Mm. All of a sudden, opens up a big load of space out wide, and probably four or five, se- five phases later, we score the try. Then you go down then, and they're like trying to like get to get their winning score, and like they make a break on the left, and Earls runs halfway across the pitch and like tackles the uh, Stormers. Yeah, live and slides him across. You're like, this is like to have someone like this come off the bench and close it out. Mm. 
It's incredible. But you could see how much it meant to him. Like, he always yeah. plays well, but there was an extra, like, 1% on yeah. top. He was sprinting after guys, Absolutely. like, doing extra efforts, going, like, it was just like, these guys wanted so bad. And I remember seeing that, the tackle across, when he ran across the pitch, and I was like, okay, I think this we can actually like, do this. This is going to yeah. happen. Like, that was yeah. the moment I was like, yeah, no, actually, they have They wanted yeah. so badly, like, yeah. It was incredible to see. But, Pat, you've been dealing with sport and rugby for mm. years. Would you say that the fact that the South African teams are in the league now, that it makes... This is now the hardest league to win compared to any other years, like Magners League and Pro 14. Now it's URC. Do you think it's, it's the hardest it's one to win? Premiership, so you can't like that's probably pretty easy. Premiership is yeah. As in, no, as in, like it's the hardest format of this league that's ever been because oh, yeah. you have to go to. Yeah, the only the only uh, counter to that then is that the Welsh sides suck at the moment, um, but the South African sides are brilliant and they're taking it seriously and. They're thrown out kind of like their big internationals and the big games. They get the breaks as well. Yeah, it's the toughest it's ever been mm-hmm. to win this league. Like, yeah. Uh, the only thing about it is it's it's this new format again where it's like you, you have a last eight. Because I was saying, like I was saying, a lot of people were sharing this old tweet of mine from January where I was kind of saying, I don't think Munster or Ulster are going to do anything here. Like, they both look pretty useless. And like I was like, I'm happy to own it and kind of go fair play to mm-hmm. Munster now as well. But it's like, it's not like back in January things started turning around. It was like on April the 1st, they considered 50 points to Sharks in South Africa. Like, that was, like... And it's now 29th of May. It's, like, eight weeks ago. Like, they, they look dead and buried, like, and they're able to come back. So it's all of a sudden now, it's almost like, you know, when you get in the championship in football, if you time your run for the playoffs, now it's all about momentum and form. Like, so it's an interesting one for the likes of Leinster and, and Ulster. If you finish the season strong, then... It's all about, yeah, like getting form, getting it together. Like, it's a really interesting kind of thing for the future of this competition. Mm. Like, you don't have to go out and win every game. Um, I would even think, in, like, for Leinster next year, if they need to, like, uh, not to turn it to Leinster now, Lindsay, mm-hmm. like, but, like, <laughs> but we will. But, like, just talk again, like, <laughs> Leinster should send a fully sacked team to South Africa next year rather than sending the B team because they need to get toughened up. There There's games, a good yeah. chance. They're the games to go down and actually talk smack before they get into South Africa as well. And get these boys charged up and say, we're going to go down and we're going to trash you boys. Send your best team out as well. And then there's a good test for them as well. Like, But, yeah, it's it's very tough to win. To go away, like, will it, like, I don't think it's ever been done. You were kind of saying before. I don't know when the next time it's going to be done as well. To go and win away from home, uh, you know. Quarter like, final, semi-final and final. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. Like, it's, it's such an unlikely win. Like, I, I don't know if... I'd love to meet somebody who threw a fiver on it or something like that because um, they'd, they'd be doing well for themselves there today. Like, and and uh, yeah, very tough. Like, It's incredible, incredible win for them. Like, yeah. Not only was it the quarterfinal, semifinal, final, round 17 and 18 was away to win. Stormers and Sharks. Yeah, win and draw, yeah. so the last five games in the URC were all away from home. And you, it's mad that throughout the season people were giving out that Leinster were residents in the Aviva Stadium. Like, but... That obviously came down to be yeah. negative for them, Lindsay, didn't it? But yeah, and last week there was some great comments on, on Keep the Woman on, on our YouTube. And one of them, I said, obviously on the show last week, Leinster didn't know how to win dirty against La Rochelle. Now, that doesn't mean that you box head off. The, it's actually <laughs> Dublinese to say that you need to blood out those wins. And that's what we're saying. Like, Graham Rowntree and, and O'Mahony are saying that it was you were hardened, you were battled hardened. And that's what I mean by winning dirty. You're able to take the ball, keep possession, know what your role is, you know, Jack Crowley, you know, having the, she's the absolute nerves of steel to kick from halfway into a five metre channel where some, you know, it's those moments that define you and mm. train your brain and train your nerves and everything like that. So we didn't have those same big challenges. Like the first game we lost in the URC was the semi-final and we didn't know how to win dirty. 
which means that we just were able to keep the ball and grind out a win without playing this expansive, fabulous style of rugby that got us through the season untouched. Mm. And and Munster did that. Like they chucked their hard learnings and they're like no money amount of money can buy you that. Like no amount of money yeah, can buy you, you those know, games. Travelling for seasons that being in hotels and you're rooming with another player yeah. and you just get to know them inside out. You see them going to the toilet, like the whole lot. <laughs> well, listen, like, you sure think you should <laughs> share like with your The stuff that happens in those hotels that just bonds you like so much. And these monster lads have been on the road for months together, talking about like missing their families and stuff. And that just bonds you so close as a group. And the fact that media were like, oh, monster will never do it. That probably bonded them closer because they're bitter over it. And the Leinster lads, even though it seemed like a positive, they were all going home to their houses in Dublin. Mm-hmm. And we even had Conor O'Brien on who said the, a big benefit is the fact you get to sleep in your own bed mm-hmm. with your family. Yeah. But then you're not spending time like outside of sport with mm-hmm. your player, playmates or your, your playmates, your teammates. I think a big thing we should take from this as well, like from overall, we're on the final show of the season and we're looking back on the URC. Like overall, and it's our second year of the URC and second year doing mm. this the show. It's probably one of the best success stories in rugby in recent years. The yeah. actual URC itself, yeah. Because if you look back at the, the Pro Twelve, the Pro Fourteen, the Pro Sixteen, they tried so many times, and it just it was getting worse and worse. Less crowds, less people are interested in it. Like we didn't tune into a lot of those matches. That other like Leinster's big wins kind of got overlooked because mm. it was like ah, it's only the little competition. Mm. You just kind of oh, we'll just keep winning every year. But now like teams want to win this trophy now. And you look at the, the quality of that final, 55,000 people over in South Africa, Stormers versus Munster. It was incredible. The Munster-Leinster semi-final was incredible. Mm-hmm. Big crowds at that as well. Like, that was a record for a semi-final crowd in yeah. the URC. So all of a sudden, now we've got this competition. Like, the Premiership has fallen away to absolute nothing. Yeah. And we always mm-hmm. looked up and goes, I wish we were like the Premiership. They're going to fall behind. Super rugby is just the Crusaders just win it every year. They're thinking of kicking the Aussies so out you know of what that I mean? Well, like, yeah. And they didn't know what they're doing. So like, now the URC is probably the premier club competition in the world. But it's class to watch. Yeah. It's always good games, which is what we want, and yeah. we're involved in it. When it's gonna, it's gonna benefit our Irish team. It's gonna benefit everything because you're playing in the best league and it's the best players, yeah. and you've got the Champions Cup then on top of that, which is the biggest competition you can win in club rugby. Yeah. So, so the quality of test games and we need that. Yeah, absolutely. So and it's not going well, anywhere. Yeah. Good job. They're doing a great job, and they're getting some serious backing in as well financially, mm-hmm. like for next season. That's the same. So it's going to get bigger and yeah, bigger. It's bigger. going to get better. Like yeah. Yeah. No fair play. Yeah. I was wondering, Greg, um, you were saying you got messages from some of the lads after the, they won the, the semi-final and stuff. Did you hear from any of them over in South Africa? I saw there's some class videos of Craig Casey dancing <laughs> and stuff on the way out of the hotel. I just sent messages to a couple of lads that I'll be close with, um, just thank, just saying well done, and they just thanked me like, but they'd be so busy, man. Just oh yeah, pointing. Yeah, you won't be, like they were straight on the bus. And I'm I think, amazed that they're coming back. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, there's there's a coming to Tone Park, so from six day to Tone Park, so if you're in. Hello, will the show be out today? Show will be out today, yeah. yeah. So you'll be fine. Will you Can be you there? Get down. I'll be there. You're going to go down to... I'll be there, yeah. I'm going to do with a press off that or so I'll I think you should. You and your little mare. I'd go down, yeah. yeah. I'll be down, boy. Yeah, yeah they, got, they got home pretty quick, but they'll be on the pace for, I don't know, a week? week? Two weeks? Month? When does pre-season start? That is a class trophy to be bringing around to as well. I know, do you know what as well? We said that last year, but did actually, like, we were used to constantly complaining about the whole 14 trophy. It's just this stupid... It's like a man in a match war thing you went the yeah. whole point of w- winning a trophy is to enjoy the trophy and celebrate <laughs> with the trophy and everyone knows enjoy what the trophy about. Yeah, yeah. you fill it up with booze and you drink out of it and oh. that is the best part in the change room you win a cup you fill it up you take a sup you pass it around mm. and you, it's the, probably the best feeling of, of a cup so they actually purposely designed this so the top of it screws off 
so that you can fill you it up You can drink cups. out of it. Like, you can't win a cup and not yeah. be able to drink yeah, out of the yeah. cup. Like, it's the, just defeats the purpose of winning a cup. The lads are having so much crack. Did you see the photo of Calvin Nash and uh, Craig Casey in their jocks as well? It's on their Instagram. Just, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, just taking a photo with the trophy. I don't know if that was kind of like a... A play on um, who was the scrum half for South Africa? Faf de Clark. Faf de Clark oh, did it as well. Is, he did it for the World Cup. Yeah, it, it was Thunders. something to do with that. Like, yeah. <laughs> very funny. Like, um, was it you who was telling me in the international rugby experience that they built a balcony balcony for coming out with the trophy? Balcony. Yeah, Paul O'Connell was saying it, and maybe it was Brian O'Bannon. Well, yeah, yeah, probably can. Yeah. Maybe it was Brian O'Bannon was telling me that they have a balcony there just in case someone wins a trophy. <laughs> but, like, but Paul O'Connell <laughs> yeah. was saying that they're like, oh, we'll probably never use that. Like, you know, it's just there in case. I wonder will they be going out on that I'm now? I'm sure they will. They will. Well, they're, going to, they're going to be all over Limerick and Cork, Waterford, the whole of Munster. Like, they're actually they're doing the big thing in Tumble Park. They're definitely going to use it rugby experience because Paul O'Connell will enforce them mm. like hey what an opportunity to get down there because it's a non- for non-profit it's a great thing for Limerick like so oh, they'd be more than happy to come down and help out and get that boot it's a great boost for the, the rugby museum as well but I don't know It's can we just show we can we just mention one thing actually we haven't mentioned yet that's how bloody good nerves of steel Jack Crowley throwed that whole yeah. thing wow mm. like I think wow. Yeah, uh, lads, like, we want to the World Cup but uh, <laughs> like this kid is and we, we knew he was special but like that is to step into a game like that, 23 years of age, 55,000 people, URC final against the Stormers, the holders. And he was just as cool as you like for that whole game. But his impact on his team, like I know myself having a 10 that's so secure and basically, you know, you never have the coach on the on the, on the pitch with you, but mm. you do in your halfback pairing or your fullback or whoever. That leader is the same with basketball. I was a point guard. It wasn't really the coach on the on the court as much as I should have been. But that's they're your leaders, you know. And he just naturally, like he was so cool, cool, calm, and collected. And it just reverberated and just flew through him and mm. through into his team. And I just thought he was key to that win again the weekend because when you have someone so so assured in the ten position, it just calms you. Like I know as a prop, you can just calm and go about your job. Do you know what I mean? Knowing that the direction is going to come from, from your 10. Yeah. And I just thought he did that exceptionally well. We're making all these comparisons to him and Roger. To me, I think he's more of a Johnny. Yeah. It's a very yeah. much like Sexton because he brings that physicality as well. He's a big lad. And like people forget, like Johnny like takes the ball hard to the line every time. And Johnny's well able to tackle. And that's what he's like. And that cool, that calm head that everyone kind of looks up around you and mm. just kind of you dictate things. And that's to me, that's what he's like. And, we're, we're, we're losing a Johnny Sexton soon like so no better man to step up to that mantle and it's, it's about time we had a Munster man back at 10 yeah. but his little line man. break as well <laughs> he had the two, two, two hands on the ball and it looked like he was given he'd constantly given the, the out the back pass and next of all uh, one of the Stormers shot and in he went through that gap and sure you nearly got a try off and it was a yellow card for Roos that yeah. he had led to that um, the Gavin Coombs try that had been disallowed but it was his little half break because again his eyes are up he's always waiting to make that decision based on what the defence is there he's never just going through the motions of what he should be doing and that's the difference between the next level player at a 10 and I think yeah he there. really stepped up he had a his arsenal of tricks like the whole, the whole time his like tackling his, his carrying his the fact that as well he stepped up to take the conversion when Ben Healy was on the pitch mm. as well mm. he was like no, uh, I'll take it crucial conversion yeah because yeah. then no penalty was yeah. going to win it for yeah. them yeah. 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 he doesn't look nervous at all yeah. I don't know if he is underneath but he never <laughs> yeah. it looks like he just doesn't get nervous or like he's supposed to be oh, I'm here I'm going to take the bull by the horns now mm. and make it happen like he's just see the photo of the Johnny Sexton and Succession the, yeah. and there's like who's in it Ross Byrne Joey Kerr 
Joey's hair Sam Bradley Ross yeah. Yeah. Sam Brenda Cassidy it's so good I just think Jack Audi's having to put his hand up now and he's like it's me yeah. has to be the way he's controlled that team like and as you said, he's allowed everyone else to play really, really well. Is it Mike Haley stepped up beautifully? Fekatoa had an outstanding yeah, game. What how love lost is that? Like, I mean, he's gone I think now. what happened in January there, and what people are saying is, Munster kind of like the way things were going, they kind of hedged their bets in January. You're kind of like, hey, it ain't quite working out for mm. this guy. He's costing us a lot of money. Let's just get let, let him go and not sign him on. And the same thing I think happened with Ben. I think Ben Healy was was willing to stay, but he's like, "Can you guarantee me in the match squad like every week, mm-hmm. at least on the bench?" Would now, yeah. now he would be, but at the time he yeah. wasn't. So they kind of hedged their bets, and now we're losing Fekitoa and and Healy. And, and Healy I thought yeah, Healy we, made a big difference when he came on as well. He was all over the ball, man, and he's so nonchalant. He's just slinging passes like never. Same thing as Crowley. Never looks nervous. Just yeah. does his, does his job. He had an unbelievable fifteen minutes when he came on. Did you see? Uh, there was a lovely moment because like he is leaving him and Gav Coombs like two lads, Cork lads, like just. Yeah. He, he was almost in tears because like, he knew he was leaving. Like, imagine leaving mm. that team. I, like, and I think Frisch at the same time though was brilliant again the weekend. So yeah. He was brilliant against Leinster as well. So he's stepping back up again. Obviously, Nankiveli coming in. So The thing I'd be worried about is losing Healy, you said there. But I think hopefully, Carberry will, the Murray effect will happen to Carberry. Because he's been thrown away now for the last how many weeks? And I'm hoping that's going to light a fire yeah, in his yeah, belly yeah. because it, 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 it worked for us. With Murray and, and, and Earls was when he dropped out of the squad. He's, nice, he he's been nicely distracted. He got married last week. Yeah, so Carver, that yeah. Boy, if, if there's ever Congrats. a chance, now is your chance to come back. Yeah. Come back, give it a good preseason. Whether he goes to the World Cup or not remains to be seen. But there's only there's, there haven't signed another ten. Ben yeah. Healy's gone. There isn't well, too much coming say, up in the academy. You're going to be in that squad. The question is then to you, Jason, Mister Munsterman, if. <laughs> And genuinely, if Joey Carberry doesn't step up, because we had it at Leinster, you know, he's he's so injury prone, yeah. and then obviously he went to Munster, and I was hoping for him that his career would reignite, and we thought it. Ireland wants him to do well. Yeah. So if if he doesn't, where do you go? Because that leaves his goose. And this was the thing: would your depth in your squad? You know, he's had a good, consistent now. You know, match day twenty three, people come in now, but your depth of your overall squad for the both competitions over a season long mm. period. Will I think more okay as in like terms of the centre, like I know you're losing Fekitoa there, like but you have Nankavelli coming in, you also have Sean O'Brien coming in mm. there. Yes, you also great. a big huge one is the fact that John Ryan is coming back. Yeah. So that's a big boost to us as well. You've got a couple of guys and you'd come Conway, back from injury as well. As well yeah. Conway's coming back. That's like a brand new sign. Conway's an unbelievable mm. player. Uh who else is coming back from injury the uh, Tom Heron. Tom Heron is coming yeah, yeah. back. The only thing I would be worried about is at ten. And you could end up in a situation there because I think I don't know if they have got the money or they haven't got the time or there's just no one out there that if Jack Crowley is off with Ireland or whatever. Mm. And if Joey gets injured, they're probably going to have to bring an emergency tennis. Yeah, but don't, 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 it's going to be Crowley starting tennis and then Joey's going to be number two. But I'm saying Joey's if Crowley, class, Crowley, and Crowley's then, so injury prone, I'm saying like if anything happens, or sorry, Carberry's so injury prone, if anything happens, Carberry, because there's no really third one there, but that's what I'm saying. Bring an emergency that's tenant. what I'm trying to say is Rory Scannell's there. Well, uh, yeah, I was going to say. If Rory Scannell isn't a 10, like you can't be putting a guy he's, in who is. He's well able to do it, like he's not an out and out 10, but he's well able to do it. You want to keep winning trophies like this, so you can't rely. Like Rory Scannell's a centre and a very good centre, but he's not a 10. I think the point is now that you have gotten all the multiple monkeys off your back, Leinster, mm. trophies, everything else, it would be an absolute cardinal sin now. And Graham Roundtree, hats off to him. And I thought it was a beautiful touch to to um, dedicate the win to Tom Tierney. Mm. Yeah, exactly. um, I thought it was absolutely lovely. Who was obviously central with, with Tommy there with the underage. And, you know, so you have lovely structures underneath now that are feeding into the seniors. And another big thing is that Graham Roundtree doesn't stand on on, on ceremony or titles. If you're play, training, he doesn't name his squad to late, and I think that's huge. So the culture he's built there between Dennis Leamy and Mike Prendergast and just real stalwarts of Munster will be back. Same I think it'd be just a sin. 
Yeah, and that's huge, and that's what it means. And it's it, it genuinely as a player or fan, it was just lovely to see. Like oh, I got goosebumps, and it was just you know I'm just a hopeless romantic for these amazing moments in sports, and it, and it was, and it was lovely, and I'm delighted. Yeah, it's beautiful to see like the coaching staff being from Munster as well. Obviously not Graham Roundtree, yeah. but Leamy and Prendergast. You can see how much it means to them. Like so, we saw the last two weeks yeah. like that. Like we say sometimes that you, like you need to take the emotion out of the sport. Sometimes like and it's all about being very well professionally drilled but like you saw the emotion from Agara in the final and so I'm not trying to rope it in anything I'm just trying to say that that sometimes like you can wear your heart in the sleeve like and that can give you that can of course get you over the line because we have kind of gotten away from that kind of going ah you can be as emotional as you want but if you're not good enough but you can be like slightly outmatched but your heart can get you over the line well I think Ron Agara's heart has fed into his La Rochelle yeah, players and that's believe. been a big buy-in mm. yeah they believe yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, speaking about that Leinster squad, we'll touch on them quickly. Caelan Doris was named player of the season at their award ceremony. Um, well deserved. We, th- yeah, you can't argue with that one. And, and they announced a couple of departing players. We obviously knew about Dave Kearney. I believe he's going over to uh, the MLR. Yeah, yes. yeah. Play with Chicago. Chicago yeah. Him so is Adam Burns going with him, apparently. Could be, yeah. yeah he's, so. he's not re signed with Connacht anyway, so yeah. he might be. Charlie Ryan and James Tracy, as we know. And then. Max O'Reilly's leaving, young fella that plays full back. He's, I don't know where he's going, but Nick McCarthy's also leaving, going over to play for the Eagles. Mm. Is he? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, well, that's the chat. Um, yeah, no, I believe that's... For you. And obviously then Johnny's up. leaving. Um, so yeah, I don't know when they're going to have the parade for Johnny. But then, <laughs> After the Munster parade. <laughs> After we win the World Cup, silly, what are you talking After about? After we win the World Cup. Yeah, he's not retired, I suppose. Yeah, he's I think still... we've been in touch with Dublin City Council about driving that bus down Grafton yeah. Street. Just on that way, because obviously the Munster Awards are not, aren't yet. Like, if you were to name uh, Munster Player of the Year and Munster Young Player of the Year oh, wow. in the men's squad. I have one for oh, Munster. Yeah, I have my two pick in my head anyway. Player of the Year for me would be, I think, Gavin Coombs. Yeah, yeah. Young player of the year would, would Crowley has to be Crowley be, yeah. be young Crowley. player because at the start of the year yeah. he wasn't starting yeah I'd still say I'd say Crowley gets it Crowley got young, uh, Irish young player of the year so I'd give him yeah. young player of the year for Munster and then for me I think the Munster's player of the year has been Klein I think Klein's been flying yeah. consistent there he's yeah, playing yeah, a lot of rugby as well yeah. he's just he's, he's had injury problems over the years but he got himself really like up and, up and running the last couple of years like where he's just playing week in week out yeah. he's a hell of a player those piano lifters never get any recognition though, do they really like, <laughs> no, no they no. don't and he does and he's a workhorse even so his take actually from um, a restart I was yeah. like jeez he was like yeah, a little yeah. spring buck there now getting up in there's the there's a reason they call it the engine room like, mm. you know you don't see what much what is going on like, it's just... no your second row never get they yeah. never really get the, the accolades and they, they showed the glue of the team absolutely like, so he's had a phenomenal so rock, get, getting the ball out to like a Jack Crowley yeah. like, you know I'd say if, for me if I'd give it to someone it's a guy like who nobody really ever mentions much here at all and it's a shame uh, Mike Haley Mike Haley or Mike Haley's up there as well. Yeah, like I thought he was brilliant again at the weekend, wasn't Just he? That, that try saver at the end, lads. Yeah. lads. If he doesn't like at least make that training squad, which we'll get onto, if he doesn't make at least make that training squad, as I said, I think he's been the best full back in the URC this year, and I think he's the best full back in wow. the country behind Keenan. Obviously, Keenan is better than him, but if you look out yeah. now, yeah. full back, he's the yeah, best full back so. behind Keenan. Well, let's talk about it then. The 45 me, man. I'm going to give it to Anton Frisch because I felt left out there. Okay. Sorry. What about young player? That's Crowley is a rock or Crowley young player? Ah, yeah, Crowley. Because he got the Nevin Spence young player of the year award, so he yeah, deserves it. Go for that, so. Grant, it's uh, great, for, great for you to join us. And um, where are we catching up with you today in, in South Africa? And, and what did you make of that final then? Yeah, so uh, Pat, great to see you as well. I'm based in, in Cape Town. 
It was it was an epic uh, URC final that uh, that we had uh, yesterday in Cape Town. Um, Munster really came with the goods, uh, very dominant, especially in the first half. The Stormers uh, launched a pretty good fight back at the end, but uh, not to be and and that sport and 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 uh, the Stormers were magnanimous in defeat. I think they were all hurting. So um, last night at the press conference, Munster came in in first. It's normally the other way around, but I think so, the the boys in the Stormers change room uh, had a few words to say to say to each other. And obviously with Stephen Kitsop's last game, uh, having signed for Ulster, um, was he was obviously hurting. But um, mm. yeah, as I say, that's the nature of sport, and Munster deserve a champions. And um, yeah, like it, it's like the, I suppose even John was saying at the end of the game, like that, you know, it was almost like not even kind of considered that they would have defended the title until they kind of got to the end of the season. So he said it was almost kind of like to them, it was kind of like it, this would have been a bonus anyway. Like, but then to have it at home, like with hopes of being high heading into the game, especially with Munster beating Leinster and that being such a shock, I suppose, in, in the whole competition, with hopes of being high that they would have got that, uh, you know, trophy defended. Yeah, no, definitely. I think uh, I think the Stormers were quietly confident. Obviously, you can never write off a team like Munster with their rich history and pedigree in the game. But um, in terms of local dispatches, everyone was was looking at the Stormers for victory. Uh, but it was special to have the five thousand Munster fans. I think it was they were scattered in different patches of the stadium, but there were a few clusters, and and you saw the the sea of red, which was which was lovely to see. And uh, but, but the Stormers were certainly the favourites, and uh, and Munster have given a great account of themselves this season. Graham Browntree has done some excellent work. I also think Pat, there's some uh, some similar threads. There's some symmetry between the Stormers and Munster. I think in terms of of, of the culture that the, both coaches have built and and ju- just how they've gone about their business. Very resilient bunch, both teams. Uh, and um. Yeah, I suppose like from um, you, you were saying even before, like that you, you'd bumped into Alan Quinlan and, and a few of the Munster fans as well. Um, you know, what, what was the kind of talk from Quinny? And, and then did you kind of did you bump into any of them after the game then as well? Yeah, so Quinny was uh, was quite circumspect, but he, he said that uh, the only way Munster are going to beat the Stormers is by being aggressive, abrasive, obviously staying disciplined. And I think I think they they did that very well. I thought the Italian referee had a very good game in terms of the way he managed it. But uh, Munster was certainly, I think they were dominant in all facets of play. And then obviously uh, post, post-match, the, the Irish fans were, were good value. And uh, they, I've, I still, I've seen a few still around Cape Town today. I think uh, quite, a, quite a lot of beer was consumed. <laughs> um, I, I did see the one there's you know there's a lot of stuff that goes around um after the games. I think you know Mark Johan, who's kind of would have riled up the the Lions fans by saying their their players were like hobbits a couple of years ago. He was confidently predicting a, a kind of Stormers win. He kind of said it could even be by 20 or 30 points as well. Like, but um, but yeah, he, he's kind of like he's an extreme version, isn't he? Like not everybody would have been quite as as overconfident as that. Yeah, I know for sure. I think it's on a different uh, side of the scale. I think you take that with a pinch of salt, but uh, generally speaking, South Africans are 
are very respectful of, of what the Irish have done. And I think if you just look at the competition, the fact that three of the four teams who made it to the semi-final were Irish uh, speaks to to the strength of your game. Yeah, yeah. And what did you um? What like I suppose like for, from Irish players, like you know, or for Munster players, who stood out for you in that in that final as as kind of having good games? I think um, uh, your your winger Calvin Nash was was excellent. Um, obviously, uh, Fekitoa is a special player. It's, uh, he's looking for a new challenge now, clearly. And then um, obviously South Africa's own uh, Archias Neyman, Rudolf. Karadis, that's how they say it in South Africa. He's a towering figure, hey? also known as the Viking. What a, what a special player. He's been called up to the Springbok squad now, back-to-back knee injuries. So um, he's a very resilient character. And um, after the game, the, um, the Munster boys were talking about him. Uh, Ty Byrne was saying in the press conference afterwards, he's not just a special player, but a special person as well. And the boys love him in the change room. Yeah, because there was a chance, I, I heard there was a chance that he could have returned back to South Africa like after that two years with, with Munster, but he chose himself that he wanted to stick around and kind of almost prove a point and, and kind of pay back Munster for kind of investing so much time and effort in him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they, they've done so much with him in terms of the, the rehabilitation. So I think he almost wants to pay them back. He's had such limited uh, game time. So uh, I think he's a, a really good team man. So um, I think he's a great acquisition for Munster. Hopefully, if he can stay fit, he, he will have a very big uh, rugby championship and then a great World Cup. And then, obviously, the Springboks and the Irish will lock horns on September the 23rd in Paris. Talking about the 45-man uh, Ireland training squad being announced tomorrow for the World Cup. So we know the obvious ones that are going to be in there, but anyone that you think might be left to field that has put their hand up and will be selected for the 45-man squad. We'll go with Lindsay first. Anyone on the outside? Yeah, like who do you think would be, oh, Jesus, surprised to get that they're in there? Or they did well to get in there, you know what I mean? Oh. So I, I know you take time to come up with names on top of your head, so I'm going to go first. I think Calvin Nash has done enough mm. to get in there. I think yeah. Shane Daly's knocking on the door as well. The only issue is there's a certain amount of wingers and back three that are going to be picked. Yeah. So you can't pick everyone. Only one of them will get in, put it that way. Yeah, but Daly's the most consistent uh, Munster player throughout the years, played the most minutes in most games. Mm. Calvin Ash is outstanding every time he plays. I also agree with you that Mike Haley mm. would be an incredible um, second to Hugo Keenan. Um, and other than that, they'd be kind of my three big, biggest ones. Mm. I think Lachman's going to get back in there again because his last yeah, couple of games, yeah. Yeah. he's like really good. Like, and I think he might overtake Killer because Killer has kind of been Left to the side, unfortunately, at Munster and wasn't even on the bench again the weekend. No. So, but yeah. Lachman played really well, really well in both of those games. So, and do you think you mentioned there, John Klein? He's Irish qualified. He's catch for Ireland. I, I think. Yeah. You, I mean, uh, they might look at bringing him in the the, the forty five man training squad. I could bring him in and see what he's looks and look at him. Mm. Maybe he might not make the final squad, but what after his injuries in training in the build up, he did like he was he went to the last World Cup. You know, and there was a bit of controversy over that. Came when, over time. Oh, Dave, yeah, I got yeah. ahead of him, but. I mean, it's like the only way to look at it is look at the look at the Munster, Ulster, and Connacht teams because the bulk of that team is going to be the Leinster team. So there's very few players in Leinster mm. who are going to miss out. Let's be honest. Let's call yeah. a spade a spade here. You so you look through those three teams and you go, can you see anyone there? You start off with Munster and you look through the the pack. We've we've mentioned everyone there. Um, I think 
maybe not a left field one, but I do think, and I'm not just saying this at my heart, I do think Keith Earls has done enough to get back in that squad and to be in there as, as part of that squad because not just what he brings as a player, but what he brings as a person. Mm. And I think Farrell is a big fan of him as well. And you need, as you said, like, like how much it means to be when you go off on tour, have these people around you that make you a better player, even in training. He has to be there. Like, and it's not just to kind of give him his two pity caps. He's, he should be there. Yeah, he mm. should be in there. Uh, Frisch is Irish qualified, is he not for the IQ? Yeah, he played in the Emerging Ireland tour. Ooh. I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to throw him in for the 45 man squad. I like um, that one. Yeah, I'm going to throw him in there because I think, to be honest, our centre position, like we've been in and out. We've we've two men who are world class but are injury prone in Robbie Henshaw this could and be Gary Ringrose. Um, I'm hoping, <laughs> please, this could dear be your God. Mystic moment, um, so you. I'm going to go with Frisch. To be honest, I think he's been so consistent throughout the year. I think his partnership with Fekato, and I am sad to see him go. I think they've really been class in. Yeah. In, in the season especially the second half of the season so I'm going to go for Anton Frisch because I know he came over from the IQ setup and I would assume that he came in to be playing in a green jersey what, so. what about that bullet yeah, man what, that's about a good one. what about John Hodnett I yeah. was going to say him I know I just don't him. know like, there's no space I know space. he's not that big and I know there's a lot of stuff but my god lads he, there was fellas he's like a, like a bull that's exactly the only way to describe him he's just a bull and he reminds me of those, I've played with Warcast 7s who are just like, they don't have a it's filter and they it. just do what they do yeah. around. Yeah, they just they have no <laughs> concern for their body at all. class this year and obviously Josh is your, 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 your seven, like, but maybe into the training squad, like, can get him in there and see what he's made of. Like, well, Andy Farrell definitely has to be looking at him after the URC final, but is there a space in the <laughs> probably background? Not, probably but, not, probably not. I, I, I was having a like, go for sports show there this morning, picking who mm. I think might go. And I, I think I ended up with Scott Penny and then Max Deegan getting left out. But then, yeah, Hodnett kind of not even kind of in the conversation, which he should be. Uh, I had Klein back in. I think Klein deserves a shot in the 45. Anyway. Yeah, and then Nash in. And then I think Prendergast as well would be, that is my other one. Like, But yeah, Frisch is a great one. Is there only when you're saying which, that? Like, which Prendergast? Keen or Keen, Sam? Keen. Oh, jeepers, yeah. Uh, and Sam then, could be, you never know, that could be like here. Sam could, could he be go in left training, in? yeah. <laughs> Bring Sam in as then an extra. You have to think of how many tens he's going to pick for a 40 man's. Man. Do you think Joel make it? No. 45 man squad, how many tens? There's going to be at least three, if not four tens. Yeah. yeah. Johnny's going to be Johnny there at start. Crowley. Oh, do you think Johnny will be allowed rest? So that frees up his space. He'll be in the squad, but he won't, like, he won't be able to do anything for weeks. Like, yeah. So they'll need, they'll, need, he'll need to bring four. He'll have to have four tens in the first 45 because he'll need three tens in their own training, probably, like, with Johnny not playing. Well, you're going to have Carberry and Crowley, obviously. I think, I think Carberry's still there. I think like they give him another shot. Is he completely out of the Irish squad now as well? If he can't even get into the Munster squad at the moment, and then like you've got so Ross Byrne, Johnny Bro Sexton, Harry Byrne has been in around the Lenta squad for a while. I mean, he, he, he played decent, some decent rugby. Both Byrne brothers, yeah. So, and then you want like Prendick. Prendergast is this like, he's shit hot. He's the guy that we're all looking up to, but he's, this guy's going to be a superstar. Mm. Maybe it's probably a bit too soon for him. Yeah. But... But you no. never know till you throw him in, you know, that environment. And I think... He like, threw Jack in, like, and it didn't seem to bother him to start the Six Nations. He was like, okay, just, just throw this guy in and see what happens. We're all big fans of Joey, but I, I, I agree. Do you think Joey's in? I don't think so. Maybe it's my one. Maybe he could do it enough and Michael comes back. I'd love to see Joey in the squad. I still believe in him. I still think he's got the potential. We've seen what Joey's made of. Joey is an incredible talent. Unbelievable yeah. player. Like, there's not that long ago we were taught what this guy got. This guy is going to, yeah. he is the, 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 the succession to Johnny Sexton. Successor, yeah. The successor, like in the whatever succession, successor. But, and like, he did it in so many big games. Mm. Did it against New Zealand twice. Yes. And like, he's had a few injuries, <clears throat> a bit of bad run of form. 
Yeah, like, you don't just become a bad player. Like No, and maybe there's something in the background that, he, you know, there was a discussion that maybe he needed that time just to get himself right physically, emotionally, mentally. Because, you know, we, we always see the player, but there is a person, you know, mm. in that jersey, behind that jersey. And, like, I have no doubt he's such anyone who knows him. I don't know him personally, but has spoken of a really good guy. And I do hope he gets in there, but I would hate him to be just included in an Ireland squad when he hasn't, you know, got back on his feet, got his confidence back through Munster. Yeah. Um, so unless he's right and they've had that discussion, yes, bring him in, but I don't want him to come in to then be kind of back down to rock bottom again because he's just not... Get made that, that time mistake four space. years ago. Yeah. He made that mistake four years ago. He should never went to that World Cup because he wasn't fit. He wasn't fit. Yeah, no. it was unfair. Wasn't fit almost, and it yeah. destroyed his following season. And it probably has like he hasn't really got back to a level since that. Yeah. Because he was rushed into that World Cup like, and that was a big mistake from Joe Smith. Because yeah. Joe Smith loved him and yeah. rightfully because he was a glass player. But if you're not like at the moment, like maybe like obviously not, not probably not fully fit, not playing, hmm. probably not the right time to bring him in like because you should be playing consistent at somewhat consistent level of rugby to be able to. To be considered for a World Cup squad for the number one ranked team in the world. Do you think um, Dermot Barron's done enough to get a shout? He's been playing consistently, getting tries, operating well. Mm, yeah, it's going to be the two boys from Leinster. And Herring, I'd Herring say. And Herring and, and uh, Tom Stewart has had a season of his life. I think Dermot Barron would be very unlucky still, what, only 24. He obviously got the first try to get his back in the game. Um, over the weekend and he's done exceptionally well I think probably just short of mm. his time uh, but he's been huge in Munster because we, we we've been, been whinging and moaning about the fact that we don't have a hooker when we need one and he has really stepped up yeah. to the plate like, whereas, Malcolm Marks I actually feel yeah I'm actually You're feeling right. for the first time I'm actually confident going into next season going we do have a really good hooker oh, that that's we can good because you were upset about your hooker we position we have no hooker for like, we're worried about hooker for a long time Like I don't think we have I don't think we've had like a world class hooker since Jerry Fannery do you remember such a mm. so long it's been since we've had mm. a hooker on the same level as a Dan Sheen or a Rowan Keller is Malcolm Mark still coming? no I don't think so no. <laughs> I don't think so do you no. think Tim Burns in? I think I like he just team. might miss out on numbers but yeah. if there's an injury he'll get oh, called straight in, in yeah, kind of thing like yeah especially his position like it's a good chance do you know what I'm going to do when tight head because it's like again you'll know Tom O'Toole Finley Beelham tight furlong yeah no bother and then if they bring in a Fortman I was like you're probably down to Salanoa like, uh, mm. what they might probably do there is not bring a, f- a fourth one and use Healy um, yeah, or Porter. Use Porter, Healy yeah, to or switch Porter over. as your extra yeah. backup tight end. That's probably what they'll do. Be so, is Killer in for you now? Then, as say, you're, I see, I don't know. you're like, loose. Are so, you're Porter, Porter, Healy, Lockman. Well, just for the training squad, anyway. Killer? Training squad, train, killer should be in the training squad, I'd imagine. Yeah, four, I'd imagine four, four. But will you make the, what is it now? It's 30, 33. Three man squad now. So, like, those extra two positions you had, so it was 31 four years ago. Are you, you're probably going to bring an extra foot row there's only one of them yeah and, and probably we utility. only brought two nines last year and three tens do you bring three nines this time and three tens and then the ex- use an extra foot row well see that's where I think the, the Crowley factor will come in because he's, he obviously went to 12 when Healy came on mm. um, and he's that utility player so he, he then takes I think he will go in for that reason being so in you've your seen some straight. teams over the years just bring two tens like that's a bit I think mm. Jones did it 2019 I think it was it's a bit of a gamble bringing mm. two tens, I think, personally. I think it's also a bit of a gamble. Like, we'd what? We'd ring Rose as our backup nine just in case the last time. Yeah. Now, it didn't come to that, but that's a gamble. Like, yeah. I think your, your real specialist positions, your nine, your ten, your tight end, full back. Well, full back, I suppose, yeah. At that level, yes, that's why I think you bring a Mike Haley, because yeah. Mike Haley is an out and out full back. That's no disrespect to a Jimmy O'Brien, a Mac Hansen, a Jordan Larmour, who are good full backs, decent full backs, but are they? Out and out fullbacks at World Cup level, mm. probably not. 
So if anything happens to Keenan, hopefully not. Do you are you in a situation there like where? Yeah. Whereas if you have Haley to come in there, you're like, there's a guy that's safe as houses who's a proper fullback. Yeah, it's just sure. he hasn't been blooded at that. That's the only that's thing might go against him, you know? He hasn't got in. He should have been in that Six Nations squad because he was in the former's life coming into Six Nations as well. well. Look, we'll see. We'll see. We can talk about Mike Haley for an hour, but um, <laughs> let's move on to our player of the season, guys. All right, so do you all have one, someone in mind? The whole season, URC, you can bring in European Cup if you want. Um, mm. From across the board. It's oh, a tough across one. across the board. All teams Ooh, are just Irish. All went teams, to yeah. Dan Sheehan, uh, no, oh, yeah. yeah for you, no, URC got Dan official. Sheehan. Yeah. Or is that what we're going for? We're going for all. Uh, I think, I'm not being smart now, I feel. I think if, if we should look at this the same way you look at the, the European player of the season. So if you go the whole way up then, that the player of the season should come from either the Stormers or Munster, I think. Mm. Because it should be from part of a team that goes all the way and gets to the final. Yeah, it's a tough I think one. It's a fair way of putting it. And if I was to look at that, then I'd look at someone like probably it'd be a toss up between someone like Klein or LeBach. Something like that, like, you know? Yeah. Maybe. That's what tough. You, what do you think, Lindsay? Your expertise or Mr. Pat? Tigburn. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go with Tigburn. I'd probably go Haley then as well. Like again, somebody who's played all across the, yeah. the league season then as well. He's played a lot. Good one, just missed a game. Yeah. Well, Tyg Burns been injured, hasn't he? He missed a bit, yeah. I go with Coombs actually. Captain Coombs. Coombs. Yeah, it's a tough one. I actually can't even put my, head, my finger. <laughs> on. I was going to go with Lebok, and then he's just the mistake he made in the final. I'm just like, yeah. if I was selecting him, say for Springbok, yeah. I'd be like, I don't know if I can trust him. Yeah, but like as a, like an entertainer and a skillful player, class. I just think he's class. So, <laughs> so good. yeah, so either between him or if I had to pick a monster person, I'll give it to Shane Daly because it's consistency. Fair. He's just playing yeah. week in, week out, playing well, and sometimes the wingers get overlooked unless they're scoring loads of tries. Like, do you know what I mean? But he's just put, putting in serious performance. Um, women's player of the season. Uh, Neve Jones. Neve Jones, yeah. What do you think? Guys, um, I'm gonna go. Well, like the I was thinking, well, she's across the water. I see it's different for the for the women's. Well, yeah, you can because they're, they're in different competitions. Up, you can just pick an overall one. That's my yeah. Choice. It's an overall club one. Overall club one. Oh God, you'll have to come back to me on yeah, that. Yeah, it's very. Hard. I would I, probably say yeah, Daryl Nickavard. Yeah, like, Darryl, and, yeah. And then like just finding her feet with Ireland. Now, so I've had such a good season for Munster then as well. Like, but. And then Cleena Maloney finished the season brilliantly, didn't she? Then for uh, over with Exeter, like in yeah, they're relying on the last round matches this weekend. Uh, they're guaranteed a semi, as far as I know, but it's going to depend on their win. They're playing Gloucester in, in King's Home this Saturday, which is Neve Jones' team, isn't it? Yep. Gloucester Harper, yeah, yeah. So there's Neve Jones, Sam Monaghan, uh, Catherine Boogie. They're all there, and then the Irish contingent is Laura Sheehan. Nicola Friday, uh, Clean and Maloney, so it'll be Battle of the Irish now for home semi-final this Saturday, class. skin and hair fine. Like yeah, like it like it's an extra, it's a battle within a battle, essentially. It is a battle within like a battle. I love that, yeah. I love that. Um, I'm trying to think now, I'm going to pick probably between uh, Railway and, and Blackrock because we made the AIL final. Oh, yeah. Um, Sienna's been... <laughs> Take some more time. I'm yeah. going to give my women's player this season... To Amy Lee Murphy Crow. Ah, fabulous. Who played for the women's sevens team. Yeah. Scored two tries in the match to beat Fiji to qualify them for the Olympics. And she, I presume she's the top try scorer in the World Series again this year. She was last year. Yeah. She is a freak, man. <laughs> she scores tries for fun. She's like Jordan Conroy of the women's team, but better. 
Ah, she's fantastic. She's just unbelievable. I'm giving mine to Lindsay because she's still winning trophies and still banging them out and still doing it. Ah, thank you very much, Jason. You're my winner. Thank you. Still rocking them out, still winning trophies for fun, like. Yeah, basketball and rugby. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> basketball, yeah, we this, won the... She, this, this woman got up and played a basketball tournament on the Sunday after we were out in the tear for the Champions Cup final. Ridiculous. I couldn't breathe and couldn't get out and put my <laughs> socks on. And she went off and played a basketball tournament and won it. And I'm like... She's built different. You're built different. It's like, I'm here, like, literally on a, a, a life-saving machine in my hotel room going... Team takeaway orders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was getting boojum delivered to me. Like, and I was like, oh, I'm off playing basketball. I was like, all right, there's yeah. something wrong with you. Two games. It's the best thing over here. Actually, do you mind if I give a shout-out to my club? Because they actually... I never told you this, and I'm not saying it to be an asshole. It's probably one of my biggest sporting careers I got. Player of the Year for Railway this year, oh, which is probably one of my See? most. And you're getting House of Rugby Player of the Year. And I'm well. getting play, House of Rugby, <laughs> but I do enough. want to shout out to all the. It was actually on behalf of Morso Railway that the, it's just yeah, it's one of my biggest actually achievements actually in, in my sporting career so That's far nice. because when it's your club and it means so much. So a big shout out to Railway and all the coaches staff and all the players who've been exceptional this year. So yes, thank you. So thank you for that that's emotional nice. moment. That's, that's, that's nice. That's a lovely moment. Yeah, it is. That's, 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 that's what rugby's all about. That's where, that's where it starts. Yeah. That's where it starts at your club. Do you know what I mean? That's You've played for Leinster and Ireland and stuff, but your club will always mean the most to you. Oh, your absolutely. actual club, your local club. Should look at this fella. This fella would die for Shannon, I'd say. Actually, keep you out in a, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, 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 where it, that's where it all comes from. Yeah, though. yeah. That might have to go back playing. <laughs> See? Uh, I have my see? third year now. I'm a monster him, woman now. Take him <laughs> you Are you going back? Have you had enough time to think? Sorry, come on. I'm going to go for Keelan Brady. Okay. So Keelan plays second row for us and she can play back row, but she's actually been one of the most consistent players. Um, she's a bit like your your Gavin Coombs or your, your Ben Healy or your Crowley's or your Shane yeah. Daly's or your Amy Lee Murphy Crows. Uh, she plays for Ulster. She deserves hopefully a shot now in the next stage of women's rugby where she goes on to the development squad. But uh, Keelan Brady is my player of the year. And I know I play with her at Railway, but I, I get to see firsthand the amount of work she puts in. And look, lads, we could pick a load of players. Mm. I don't disagree with Derv. Um, there's been some exceptional players at, at Blackrock and, and Belvo with Aoife Dalton got young player of the year for Leinster. Jenny Murphy got herself back fit. Mm. Like the league is strong in so many areas. And if we can get some other areas of it up to think that, you know, the future is, is bright. But I'm I'm going to give it to Keelan Brady nice. amongst many other so things. Pick a player of the season in any competition because it's like there's never just one really, yeah. really just one really outstanding player. It's always like there's like five or six. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so hard to pick yeah. one. <laughs> and one more question I have for you is the biggest surprise of the season. It can be good, it can be bad, it can be indifferent. I don't think once we're was a surprise. I said it back at the start. I was to like, there's something left the early in the season. You I'm said not, it. Yeah. I'm not going back I said it early. Like, we can go back and clip it if you want. No, I, was, I was the opposite. Like so, I, I gave him nothing. Yeah. Sorry, I, actually, thanks for. Thanks for reminding me. I come in here this morning. Everyone, everyone, stop talking. Yeah, I didn't. I, I wanted an apology from you, an apology from you to Monster because we'll go back and you, you lambasted him. I got so, I, I mean so much to me. It angers me and it upsets me. Doesn't angry me. Upsets me. No, you gave your apology already. Okay, that's fair. You lambasted him. I do. I apologize. I have never been so happy in my life to eat my own words. I am delighted. And to me, they are the biggest surprise of the season. They have the biggest, like, just the way they did it and they left it so late in such typical Munster fashion. The grow you have after that, like, and it's just like, I should be used to this. We've done this so many times before. This is what we do. We're the underdogs that come back and win and bring a, a province together in so an incredible ever, fashion. Will you ever do it again? Doubt our Munster? I'll try not to, but... 
Do you guys want to hold it out? This is a special moment. Yeah, I love like everyone going like, uh, oh, you didn't believe us, you were writing us off. It's like, yeah, we were writing you off for the last 12 years and it worked out pretty well for us, but just congratulations. Uh, most, of Munster, most of Munster like, wrote him off at the season and most of Ireland as well. Like, so you were one of the few people that did back him. So Hopeless oh, romantic. It's right. That's it. That's I forgot to, to ask you for an apology. No. Thanks, guys. It's fine. It's fine. Pat, you've no apologies to give, Pat. Oh, God. Yeah, thank God. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I can dig back at some of Pat's articles and tweets now. We'll find the food. I'm only making you do apologies because you made me do one to Mac Hansen last that year. That is fair. That so is I, fair. I, I yeah. have to get you back. Getting your revenge. Um, I think Mac called for his own apology. Mac is so chill, he probably didn't even know what was going on. Give Ash. He did not give a crap. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest surprise of the season, as good or bad? I can give my one first if you need time. No, yeah. it's Leinster have come away from the season <laughs> yeah. trophy list. But not, it's a good one. That's a good one, it's yeah. Nuts. It is, yeah. Bad that surprise. is mind-blowing. Like, yeah. I'm still reeling, as I say yeah. here. still won a trophy, trophy uh, more recently than Leinster. Let's remember that. Who? Bennett Hunter-Visa won a trophy more recently than Leinster. Which one was it? They won the Rainbow Cup the year before the URC started in the summer. <laughs> hey do you know what it's a trophy do you know what it's too actually bloody soon for that in fairness Leinster won the shield the yeah actually the shield it's a cup that's not a cup they've won it two years in a row as well yeah retained <laughs> the shield I don't even know what it looks like have you ever even seen it yeah it looks good actually it is a shield um, it's yeah, it is sad I know Leinster haven't won anything Belfield. and the amount of times during the season we've gone Leinster are unbeatable they're depth everything there's no who's going to beat them so, yeah. They are still probably the best club in the world. Like, yeah, Demer La Rochelle. Demer La Rochelle, like, they yeah. just... They are, yeah. It needs 100%. to come down to something, just, I don't know, whatever it is next year, like, but if they don't, if they go to Romulus again next year, like, with that crop of players that they have, then questions really have to be asked. But I think they've got... Well, yeah, like, like, the amount of money back in the, the players, the development system, the exposure, yeah. the test game exposure for the players that are there at international level, even at under-20s, and those young players coming in at URC, so... Like we've just said it on you know earlier in the show, like the standard of competition that the the young lads are playing in. So, but again, we've been there as players or as co as coaches or whatever mm. else. Like the mindset is so key to those big big games because there's defining moments that win you or lose you a game. And I still like can I still play back the. I'm more unsure for one of the kicks, unfortunately, low put into touch or it didn't find touch, sorry, that there was a four on three, if not a four on two, that they could have just made gain line, got to an edge and mm. set it up again. And it's easy for me to sit here what, and what, say... What, that stat that popped up during the week? Oh, the not one pass. Not one pass outside the nine and ten. That was outrageous. Explain that further. I couldn't <laughs> believe that no, that's not, the, the entire game was just second half. Just second half. The entire game, The yeah. entire game, not, what, not one of Leinster's backs passed the ball barred the nine and ten. Zero in, in the final of the European in the Cup. Final, zero passes. Only. Now you're looking at Ringrose, Henshaw, Lowe, Keenan, um, and Jimmy O'Brien on the other wing. Top class international super. Not one pass between the whole back. Between the whole that is crazy. She's a phenomenal stat. So that comes down to either carrying mentality, kicking, yeah. coaching. I don't know. But I think they've got the missing piece for mentality with Jacques Niemer coming in, mm. South African head coach. I think he's going to give them that little extra that they need. So you, you coach, you played under him. Yeah, you said like the impact he made, like from day one. Was mentally, phenomenal. he just tunes you in. Like he makes turns you into a beast. So I think watch out for Leinster next year in the finals because now they've they have to have learned their lesson by this stage, Lindsay. Yeah. Like how many finals do they have to lose? Do you know what I mean? But winning is a habit. Yeah. Like. Mm. 
like I still will go back to an all Ireland and we were 10 points up and we lost by a point and it was like Gerlio Flynn put that ball over the bar world class all-star galore she looked like B.A. Brockus I'd say between trophies and all-stars <laughs> like way down what you know yeah do you know and she just had one defining moment and she put that winning point on and she had she had wides that game you wouldn't even it was so uncharacteristic yeah but still the belief in that Cork team to grind yeah. it back. Same with Galway yesterday. Dublin hurlers, we let them off the hook. We were, oh, I think, yeah. 10 points up at half time. My brother-in-law was so excited. because yeah, yeah. yeah, we played sublime in the first half, but Galway knew how to come back. They just chipped, they put pressure on, they put pressure on the puck out. So Dublin had a short puck out in the first half. And these are all the winning mindsets because they believe in the process and know how to win. And it, it's a habit and it's just one turn. And hopefully now Munster have the winning habit back and you'll go on to win it. But yeah, well, well, shout out to Limerick as well. Actually, yesterday as well, after the big shout yeah. out to ah, we could, we like, we like, I know we're not going back to, come here, you've got two Limerick men here, we have to. Well, I mean, if you told, now. Well, then, you told <laughs> us before throwing yesterday that Limerick would be in a Munster final, like to, first of all, that Limerick Cork game was absolutely incredible. Crack. And then like for, Big old Davy to do us a favour and for Waterford to win, no one expected that. And like I guarantee you, you look at people giving all about Limerick the last few weeks and they're like, oh, draw, this is it now. That just I could like a mystic math moment now like Limerick will win the All Ireland again this year. And that's what happens. Winning is a habit. Winning. Let's see. Yeah, let's keep it. Let's keep it with the rugby now. Um, I, I'll throw in my. You can do your surprise after me, but I'll throw in two quick ones. Bad surprises: uh, Worcester and Wasps going to the wall. Yeah. Yeah. London um, Irish probably next as well. London Irish could be next as well, if the, unless there's a massive uh, someone swoops in at the last minute. The IRFU possibly, <laughs> uh, and then the other one is like uh, just the emergence of like Ross Byrne back in the Ireland setup and Jack Crowley as well. That thing where Crowley played in Sexton's jersey and stuff like you know, like in back in that Australia game back in November, like yeah, it's almost like sometimes it's so funny. You ever see that like uh, there's a Tuchel and Ant- Antonio Conte were fighting with each other mm. earlier this season. Like, that was earlier this season, but <laughs> it's been a uh, long season. Yeah, it's the same yeah. with Crowley. Like you know, to think that he came in nerves of steel again in his debut and and started and and Johnny Sexton's name etched in with his cap yeah, number on the yeah. jersey. Well, and then then he comes back and. Uh, Back at the event breaks last year. Our season started was our season started all the way back with that a New Zealand series, and mm. then it just didn't get it went straight into all of them. It's Champions Cup and URC. It's been just non-stop for the whole year. It's class. I love Ca- it. Talking about Calvin <laughs> Nash. Cup Calvin Nash down at the Emergent trip. Yeah. And next, well, and we oh, yeah, spoke about well. just getting consistency. He had a couple of caps last year. That was Look before the tour, wasn't it? Yeah. Was so that's no, before, yeah. No, before. So we've been non-stop. What's your biggest surprise of the season, Jason? Biggest surprise? I still think I'm going to go Munster. Yeah, it is to me. They're the biggest surprise of the season. Yeah, you're going to stick with that one. I yeah. honestly didn't expect it. I really didn't. You were going to send him I didn't expect it two weeks ago. Never mind. Never mind the season. Do you okay. know? I didn't expect yeah, us to be yeah, an answer. Yeah. That's true. Okay, they're good ones, guys. Um, so our never stop competing moment of the week. We obviously should we have the season, should it, or have the year, or have the week? Obviously, have to yeah. give it to one star. Like. So have the season. I never give up. Yes. Come on, let's come on. The decade. Never give up. Four, what, four defeats in their first five games, something like that. Just so like that should be. They should get the never stop. There was like we were talks of Champions Cup, talks of like. Do you remember we were like, we don't know if they're going to make the playoff that's spots in the URC. And now they're after winning the URC. So that's, <laughs> the that's never stopped competing in the season. And we're, that's not just us saying that and being biased. You have to. They kept and going. And any neutral would say, give me the same answer. Have you got it out of your system now? We're going for lunch after this. No more talking about Munster or Limerick or anything like that. We get to talk about Munster. What about Alloway Jones? He's hung up his boots and everything played over the weekend. There's loads. Yeah, beautiful stuff. So the never stop competing moment of the week together at Bank of Ireland goes to Munster. 
for the win, of course it does. Lads, very sad to say that's the last episode of this season. I can't believe it's we're been amazing. Yeah. Imagine if you, had, if you had told us at the start of the season that you'd be all sitting here in Munster jerseys. I know, and yeah. Imagine well, to know. After a week I'm forfeit and thinking, I'm not going to be sitting here in a jersey. And <laughs> here so, I so am. Next season's done. We asked for our Lindsay jerseys. Yes. Do we, do we, I've oh, never worn Lindsay jerseys in my life. I don't life, know like. if I could do that. I don't know if I could do it either. But like if Lindsay and Pat did it, like we kind of owed to them. But I'm sure we'll see you next they're season. They're probably going to choke at another final, so I thought I'd want to be honest. We'll see <laughs> next season. Sam Pendergrass going to get a drop goal to win us. The yeah. European Cup next season. I think so. <laughs> I think you should forfeit it now if we win Champions Cup next season. Full Sorry. kit. You have to give me this moment, Andy, like this might not happen again, you know. I have to take it, get as much as I can out of it. Oh, here I am, no, not backing them again. It's going to happen again next year. Get ready for it. Leinster, Munster. You don't know. Tottenham, yeah. Topsworth, <laughs> Stadium. I'm trying to wrap up the show here. <laughs> uh, before... I think you need another apology from him. Actually. Now, do you He's like been bold so... kids, like? Will you let me wrap up the show? <laughs> For the predictions for the World Cup, quickly, who's going to win the World Cup? Ireland. Nice. France. Oh my God. <laughs> Munster. I mean, Ireland. <laughs> Ireland. Ireland. <laughs> Brilliant. And yours? Oh, I think Ireland. I do think Ireland will do it. I, because Mystic they've been doing it so well. Again. Number one in the world, Ireland. Leinster are obviously the bone of the Irish team and they're the best club in Europe, probably. And then Munster are just coming into fruition now. I'm like, it's the best country in the world for playing rugby, so... Ireland for the World Cup. I want to thank you all for your expertise throughout the season. Lindsay, you've been immaculate. The best broadcaster presenter in the island of Ireland. I'm not sure about that, but thank you very you much. It's been a pleasure. Amazing. You're a gentleman. Top notch stuff. You. Pat, you've been unbelievable with the stats and keeping this ship <laughs> He's running. He's a stat man. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for everything. Jason dropping in and out, man. Always bringing the energy and the expertise from the rugby lad. Thank you so much. And all the backroom staff here to put this together. And of course, you at home listening to this, you've been amazing. We wouldn't be here without you. So thank you so much. And of course, to our sponsors, Bank of Ireland, uh, proud supporters of the four Irish provinces. That's our last episode for the season. But who knows? We might be back for the World Cup. We'll be back. Ah, we'll yeah. be back. Back in the summer for we'll warm-ups. We'll be back. Hopefully. Don't you worry. We'll catch you then, guys. Lots of love. Joe presents House of Rugby, together with Bank of Ireland, proud supporter of the four Irish provinces.